morning. We are so pleased to have Alex and Dickie with us. Uh, Alex Wong is a director of Alex K.Y. Wong Asset Management. And we also have Dickie, Dickie Wong, head of research at Kingston Securities. Uh, thank you both for joining us, Alex and Dickie. Hi, morning. Good morning. Good morning, both. So, uh, the latest data from the U.S. Labor Department is showing that the U.S. employers added only 236,000 jobs in March as compared with 326,000 a month prior and an even higher number in January. So, Alex, I just want to get your take here. Do you think the economy, um, the U.S. economy is really cooling? Oh, I think it is uh, cooling uh, and it is quite um, natural because uh, we have the banking crisis and uh, we have... Um, Many layers of uh, by the uh, bank, uh, by the banking and also technology in the, uh, industries. Uh, so the numbers actually uh, were supported by um, the service industry. So uh, we probably may have uh, slowed down in certain core area already. So uh, and the wake high actually would have an impact, and the banking crisis also would have some impact as well. So we expect uh, the economy to slow down further in the coming months. Thank you very much. So, uh, Dickie, what's your take on the Fed's upcoming meeting in May then in, in response to what Alex said and in general? Well, first of all, I strongly agree with Alex. Um, indeed, um, although like the U.S. economy added more jobs, um, especially for the private sector. But moreover, we have to bear in mind um, most of the tech companies, you name it, like Alphabet and etc., they cut a lot of jobs. Um, altogether, uh, add up to like a hundred thousand jobs. So, in the, in the longer term, I think um, the service sector, especially when we talk about uh, the U.S. employment market, uh, will be cooled down a, a bit. Although, like the unemployment rate sits at that extremely multi-decade low at three point five percent, but um, obviously, I don't really see um, that the, uh, the the U.S. job market will add more jobs. Uh, in the next uh, one or two months, uh, because like we can see a, a, a very clear tendency of cool down in the private sector when we talk about the internet companies and um, and etc. And um, we we may expect the Federal Reserve will keep on hiking interest rate, but I don't really think that um, there are more rooms to hike interest rate. So 25 basis points uh, will be that's it. And uh, nothing more than that. Um, so the the interest rate environment may may sit on a very high level for a, for a certain period of time, but um, for for room of U.S. Federal Reserve, probably twenty five basis point, and that will be the, um, the maximum what what I can expect it now. Indeed, there's also a further concern there, right, uh, to, to, to do essentially with non-bank financial institutions and the, the risks, really, of potential collapse or at least severe liabilities on their end. And the IMF uh, warned earlier last week of the possibility precisely for pension funds, insurers and mutual and high-risk hedge funds to uh, face calamities as a result of the ongoing interest rate hike and beyond the macro conditions. Alex, what do you make of the statement uh, from the IMF there uh, in the blog? And should we have reasons to worry on that end 
Uh, I think, uh, of course, we should be have a little bit of worry, but uh, that the problem may not be too, that serious. I think because, uh, first of all, the banks are facing liquidity crisis, uh, not uh, really uh, as often the crisis. So, um, with the uh, abundant uh, support uh, provided by the Fed, uh, the crisis right now actually is, uh, is is over at least in the short term, and it's, it's probably not very likely to spill over to others and on Bank FI because uh, they would not face bank runs uh, that easily. Uh, so I think uh, the crisis actually may not spill over that, uh, may not spill over to the other sectors uh, that easily. Thank you, Alex. And Dickie, do you share Alex's uh, verdict there? Or do you see the SVB and the post-SVB turmoil as having come to an end for now? Is it due well, to continue still? Yeah, but on the other hand, we have to... Um focus on uh, the future lending uh, because we can see um, the U.S. banks lending slumped quite significantly in the past uh, couple of weeks uh, as we are some of the failure of the regional banks uh, may spread all over. Uh, but uh, I, I think the situation now is, is actually stabilized. Um, although, as I've just mentioned, um, the, the, the banks lending may continue to slump in the in, in the, in the uh, near term. Uh, so it may cooling the overall, there's a, a clear effect to cool down the overall economy. So on the other hand, I would expect inflation uh, pressure will actually um, be better, uh, will, will actually tamp down the um, inflation. So on the other hand, if the economy cool down a little bit and um, the inflation also cooled, uh, I mean, cool down, then there's uh, limited room for Federal Reserve to hike interest rates. So it will eventually help a little bit um, the, the market sentiment. But um, in, in my personal opinion, I think uh, bad economic data will not help the, uh, the, the um, I mean, the overall sentiment of the stock market anymore. We have to take a closer look to the CPI data and, um, and other actually uh, economic data this week we will roll out. Thank you. And, and there's an interesting question, out there, I suppose, Dickie, which is essentially how much of this is transitory and, and to do with sort of more transient trends and how much of this has to do with you know, structural geopolitical events with the war in Ukraine looming over the horizons. Uh, some would argue that perhaps the inflationary pressure is still there, uh, especially in the event of further escalation or tensions. Uh, so, so I was just wondering uh, what you might make of that, uh, Dickie or Alex. Maybe Dickie first. Um, well, um... You mean um, so tensions uh, in, in Ukraine? Ukraine, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't really think the situation um, will improve in in the short term. So, in terms of um, and also like OPEC recently cut the production, it will also give some kind of pressure on the oil price as well. But generally speaking, when we take a closer look to um, most of the central banks, like. Um, um, Bank of Canada already give a pause, and uh, Federal Reserve, um, according to um, the futures and also to the dot plot, um, there's only limited room for Federal Reserve to hike interest rate. They may, they may. The, the, I mean, the Fed's target rate may sit on this very high level at five percent for a longer term, but I don't really see so much upside at the moment. So, in terms of uh, inflation uh, pressure. Well, obviously, when we um, take a closer look to PCE data and other economic data, um, there's a very clear tendency that 
um, inflationary pressure is is now uh, cooling down. That's very fair. And Alex, uh, what do you make of the, the the argument there that this is a, essentially a more structural and long-lasting trend? Or do you see this as, as you said, just then passing over quite quickly oh, in terms of inflationary pressures or further I've, pressures? I think for the Ukrainian situation, the impact on the uh, commodities market actually would be, have lim- uh, would be limited now. Uh, if you look at the prices and commodities, they remain firm, but uh, they are not uh, rising um, at a very fast pace, and, and I don't think we will see a spike up easily. Because uh, speculators actually are con- very concerned about the uh, prospects of a recession globally. So that's why they are unwilling to push up the commodity prices. And uh, and without them, I think uh, we would not have too much upside in the commodity markets. And the only strength probably is in the... Um, uh, bullion market, uh, gold uh, and silver actually performed quite well recently. And that, I think, is uh, more related to the concern on the dollar status and not about the inflationary pressure. So I think uh, the Ukrainian situation probably would have limited impact on the commodities market because of the recession fear. That's very fair. And now let's turn our attention over to Hong Kong. So uh, Dickey, uh, St- Stan Charted raised the, raised the estimates of Hong Kong's GDP growth from 3.2% to 3.6%. Uh, what's the prognosis looking like for Hong Kong's economy? Do you agree with the estimates? Uh, will recovery be stifled given the uncertainty at large? Or will it be sustained through uh, the resumption of, say, consumption and the boosting of it by the uh, handouts from the government? As we all know, like uh, no matter how the local economy is doing, nothing to do with the uh, the Hong Kong stock market. Uh, actually, I pay more attention on um, some of the Chinese um, academic data. Uh, as we all know, like the Chinese services sector expanded at its fastest pace in more than two years in March. Um, I may expect um, most of the academic data will be rolled out. Um, I mean, in you know, one or two weeks' time, will be slightly better than expectation. As we all know, the, the Chinese government, they've reopened the uh, economy. They have a relatively loose um, monetary policy, like they have already cut the reserve requirement ratio. And um, the overall, the market sentiment has been improving quite significantly um, after uh, Chinese reopened the economy. So you can see like uh, the past like week, um, more tourists um, came over to Hong Kong, uh, ran over to Macau. Some of the sector and uh, the sentiment, like including the gaming sector, um, the, the sentiment may continue to improve uh, from now until uh, the long, long holiday in, in May. Yes, and, and anecdotally, you know, there have been reports that essentially the rebound in domestic retail and consumption has been more muted than expected. Uh, is there a particular reason why? Um, perhaps, uh, Alex, do, do you see that as something that you're, you're concerned about, a, a more muted and dampened than usual rebound in consumption despite the reopening? Well, I think uh, we have uh, two weaknesses uh, in China, right? Now. First of all, is the manufacturing sectors. We are facing uh, a lot of um, relocations uh, outside China, and the second uh, weakness uh, would be the housing markets um, in the market in, in China. So I think uh, people probably may be a little bit concerned about uh, the uh, persistency of this uh, economic recovery. So that's why I think uh, people are a little bit prudent in their spending as well. 
that's fair. And, you know, Dickie, do you see the government as being able to do anything in boosting, uh, at the very least, you know, Hong Kong residents and citizens' confidence with the consumption vouchers coming out and maybe other measures to be rolled out soon? Or are you less optimistic? Well, um, in terms of the, of the uh, real estate market, I don't think um, the local Hong Kong government will have to do anything uh, because the, the overall sentiment is improving. As we all know, like... Um, Federal Reserve may uh, hike interest rate in May for at least 25 basis points, but maybe this is the final round. And I don't really see so much upside, or actually I don't see any upside uh, for the prime rate in Hong Kong. And in, and the high ball, especially one-year high ball, is stabilized at the, this current level at around 3%. So um, in interest rate uh, is not a fear anymore for the local um, <clears throat> property sector. So you can see uh, recently some of the uh, local property developer stocks uh, rebound uh, quite, I can say, quite significantly uh, in the past uh, one uh, one week. But uh, the sentiment in in China, I mean, the real estate market, it's another story. Um, some of the youngsters, uh, they're, they're just simply not willing to, to marry <laughs> and simply not, not willing to put all their money into the real estate market. Uh, so uh, even the, the sentiment is slightly improved, but I don't really think that um, the, the Chinese uh, real estate developers' stock will uh, actually they, they will continue to um, underperform the overall market. And. Uh on that, uh, thank you both very much. That's all we have got time for today. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have you both. Thank you very much. Thank you.